Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. For the last three Wednesday nights, uh, I've been doing a series with the students on family life. And the response from parents and students alike has been overwhelmingly positive. Right? We started out looking at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, which says, Children, obey your parents. Not very popular advice, but a much needed reminder for the students that our faith, Christian faith, has implications for how we interact with our family members. We looked at the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter 4 and how we can survive with siblings by embracing each other's differences and then allowing God's love to shape us and spill over into our relationships with our brothers and sisters. And then this past Wednesday night we talked about Responding to the things we can't control in our families with gentleness and respect. During the series, I had the students fill out a questionnaire called, How's the Home? And they did the survey anonymously, so I don't know whose answers these are, but I thought it was worth sharing a few of them with you. In response... To the question, how can things be better in your family right now? One thing I want changed is less arguing. I would like to tell them about my unique morals and mindset in a way that they can accept and not in a way which just ends up feeling like they're right, I'm wrong, period. Of course, I'd like it if we talked about God more at home. I'd like to hear about their experiences in high school, too. Dad needs to talk to us before putting us all up for something without our permission. I want to communicate more with my parents, and when I do talk to them, they don't listen to me. I want to talk to them. My relationship with my mom. We tend to fight a lot, which then makes me never want to come home. I'm always looking for a chance to leave. I just want to be happy when I'm home. Right now, every day, I dread going home. I can't go a day without fighting or screaming going on somewhere in the house. I am lost and don't know what to do next. On that last one, as you could probably guess, the answer to the question about how often your family talks about God outside of church was, I can't remember the last time my family talked about God outside of church. Now that wasn't the case for all of the ones that I just 
read, some said their family talks about God outside of church at least once a week. But for the overwhelming majority of students who described their relationship with their family as stressed, the answer to the question of talking about God outside of church was either once a year or I can't remember the last time it happened. You should know that not every student aired the family's dirty laundry. Plenty of students did indicate on their questionnaires that they feel comfortable around their family, they feel like they have open communication with their family, and that there's really nothing in particular that they would like to change right now. Most of the changes that students did say that they desire in their families have to do with quality time, more conversation, and less arguing and fighting. Do you hear that, parents? Quality time, more conversation, less arguing and fighting. I spent quite a bit of time these last three weeks offering our students some practical ways in which they can play their role in your family better. And so tonight I want to talk about a a little bit bigger picture with you. I want to talk about the bigger things that actually set the tone and create the atmosphere, whether good or bad, in your homes. And I want to try to do that by moving through a kind of house inspection. For starters, let me just say that I have no expertise or even experience with inspecting houses. I've seen that show called Homes on Homes, right? You know that show, anybody? Fan? Not a fan. I like that show, probably because he does things that I can't begin to do. But I like that show, and that's about the extent of my experience is watching him move through those houses and make uh, uh, suggestions and make changes. But I do think that house inspections offer us a very suggestive image for thinking about home improvement. And so that's what I'm going to go with tonight. I couldn't think of anything better, so I'm going with that one. So let's start with the foundation. For a house, the foundation is the most important thing. It has to be strong enough to support the weight of the entire house. If it's cracked or too shallow, then you're going to have a problem. And I would say the same thing is true for your home, for your family. The foundation of our families has to be sure and strong and reliable. What are the qualities that you want to be present in your family? What are the values that you want your family to live by? What are the standards that you want members of your family to be held to? Right? The easy thing to do here would be to say that God should be the foundation of your family. That would be easy, but I did that in preschool chapel one day. Right? That's a lesson uh, that, that, that really connects, I think, well with six-year-olds. I think it's a little too abstract. And some of the responses on those questionnaires actually indicated 
that God is already a topic of conversation in their house once a week. So, yes, God should be the foundation. But here in this environment, I think we can push a little harder. Right? So here's a sign that we have hanging up in our house. Family rules. Keep your promises. Share. Think of others before yourself. Say, I love you. Listen to your parents. Do your best. Say please and thank you. Always tell the truth. Laugh at yourself. Hug often. Use kind words. Love each other. Now, what are the values here? I don't know the best place to put that. I'll put it right back there. What are the values on that, on that sign? I think that honesty, love, respect, compassion, kindness, commitment. Those are the qualities that we want to be present in our family. And so we post them on the wall to be reminded that these are the things that we want. These are the behaviors that we value in our home, and these are the behaviors that get rewarded. What is your foundation? Better yet, what would your kids say is the foundation of your family? Ask your kids what they think would be meaningful to include on a list like that. Ask your spouse what he or she thinks would be meaningful to include on a list like that. And make the list. Put it on the wall and talk about those things together. Point out the times when family members are doing those things well. Help your kids see how your family can work better together if everyone is acting in accordance with those values and those actions that you've taken the time to identify together. Next, on the house inspection, is the heating unit. The temperature has been dropping lately, as you all know. And so I hope that your heating units have been turned on and doing their job. And what's the job of a heating unit? Well, yeah, there you go. To provide heat, to provide warmth. No one is comfortable in a cold house. Kristen's mom, raise your hand, please. Yes, she's the culprit. She watched our kids last weekend while Kristen and I went away on the winter retreat with the students, and we got back on Monday afternoon. I woke up Tuesday morning in my house freezing cold. I looked at the thermostat, it said it was 61 degrees in there. Now, my heating unit works just fine. But her mom had turned it off. I think that the heating, yeah, I know it. The heating unit works, I think, as a good image for love. Based on the love that you show to your kids, would they say, that the heating unit, the love, in your house is broken. Or maybe that it's been turned off for a while and they're starting to feel a bit cold. Here's what I know. Even when you think that you're showing love, 
your kids might not be receiving it as love. A guy named Gary Chapman wrote a book back in the 90s called The Five Love Languages. He wrote it dealing with husbands and wives, but the principles are so transferable that it's now been re-released for kids, for students, for teenagers, for any other people, kind of affinity group that you can imagine, because this holds true. In the book, he identifies and explains five different expressions of love and how some of those expressions can be more or less meaningful and significant to different people. The five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Sometimes it's the case that you're trying to express love to your child through gifts, and all they really want is some words of affirmation. Hey, you did a good job. I'm proud of you. Or maybe you're saying good job all the time, and what they really want is a hug. Do you see what I'm saying? And of course, your kids, any kids, even me, we appreciate gifts, right? We'll appreciate any of these things, right? Who does not want a new iPod, right? They'll appreciate everything. Your husband, your wife, whatever. Y'all will appreciate any of these things. But one of these will stand out the most. And maybe it just takes asking them, what is it around here that makes you feel most loved, most valued as a member of our household, of our family? What makes you feel most valued and loved? That's what we want them to feel. Growing up, my house, my home, was mostly devoid of physical touch and words of affirmation. But my dad coached my brothers and I in every sport we played. Now, as I've gotten older and learned more about myself and more about my dad, I have learned that he was expressing love through quality time. He got off work to be at all those practices. He got off work to be at all those games. He used all his vacation days at baseball fields around the southeast when I'm sure he would have rather been out at the beach fishing on the pier. But my love language is not quality time. It's words of affirmation. He was trying to communicate love, but I was not hearing it. It's only as I've gotten older that I understand how this works, and I know that He really did love me and does love me. But as a kid, I knew that He wanted me to succeed, and I knew that He wanted me to do well, but I did not really know that my dad loved me. What are your kids' love languages? And do they really know that you love them? That brings us to the final part of our home inspection tonight. The plumbing. 
the plumbing in your house distributes water throughout the house. But I want to key in on one function in particular, and that is removing waste. Being in a family is not easy. Everyone has preferences and desires, likes and dislikes, routines, bad habits, character flaws, and you're trying to make it work together in 1,500 square feet of living space. There's going to be problems. Sometimes we say or do hurtful things to each other, whether we intend to or not, whether we mean to or not, sometimes they just happen. And when those things go unaddressed, and when they don't get flushed away, they can cause a rupture in the relationship. We can let anger and resentment and disappointment build up for so long that they ruin every good thing we ever dreamed of for our families. One of my brothers hasn't talked to our dad in over five years. I'll say that again. One of my brothers has not talked to our dad in more than five years. What happened? The hurt and the anger and the pain grew and grew. Neither of them talked about it. Neither of them acknowledged it. Neither of them mentioned it. They didn't flush it. They just assumed that it would go away, or that it would get better. And it didn't. It got worse, and it got worse. And now neither one of them will pick up the phone and try to pick up the pieces of the relationship. You don't want that to happen between you and your children. Your children don't want that to happen between them and their parents. No one sets out to live in a home with disunity and strife, but those things persist and continue because too many families have not figured out how to flush those things away and resolve conflict in healthy ways. I really believe, I really believe that one of the best ways to resolve conflict is through discussions at the dinner table. One of the best ways to resolve conflict is through discussions at the dinner table. I understand that many of us can't eat dinner together as a family every night, right? We're all pulled in many different directions. But pick a night. Turn off the cell phones. Turn off the television. Turn off the iPods and tune in to each other. What has been the best part of your week so far? What's been the worst part? How is that assignment going? Is there anything that you want my advice on? Is there anything that you want to complain about? You've got to give family members space and permission to say what they really think about things. And students, you're asking for more conversation with your parents. So, 
when they ask you these things, give them a break and give them more than just a one-word answer. Let them help you. Help them help you. When we create an open table of sharing and conversation, and when we acknowledge how each member of the family is feeling, then we don't give the waste enough time to build up and clog the pipes. We've got to flush it down the drain at least one time a week. The verses of Scripture that hold this together, I think, are the ones that bracket the verse I shared with the students three weeks ago. Children, obey your parents. Of course, the adults all say amen to that normally. But you, parents, have a responsibility too. The verse just before that verse says, Each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, and it is engraved inside my wedding ring. And it's engraved inside Kristen's wedding ring. Because we know that it has the power to make or break our marriage and our family. Love and respect. Each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And then you get to every parent's favorite verse, right? Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. But right after that, there's another verse that says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. This is home improvement advice in its simplest form. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husbands. Kids, obey your parents. Dads, model what it means to follow Christ for your family. So how's your foundation? How can you make it stronger? How's your heating unit? How can you show your kids that you love them? And how's your plumbing? How can you get rid of resentment and start again?